people will never remain free if they are not willing, if need be, to fight for their vital interests. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Grace Calloway and pass the ammunition. Restoration Hour with Pastor Eli James. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Eli James here. This is April 25th, 2020. You're listening to the Restoration Hour on eurofolkradio.com and today we're going to primarily focus on how the various states and some countries around the world are faring without a lockdown and uh, I would say the report is actually pretty good which is what we would expect because we know the coronavirus is fake so uh, what's going on is of course the reality is that this is a banker's shutdown because they want to hide the fact that we are in the midst of a great big bubble, very similar and but bigger, bigger than the 2008 housing crisis, which involved a lot of derivatives and shady dealings by investment companies and banksters, primarily those on Wall Street. But this time it's global, and in order to hide the fact that the global banking and investment community is totally corrupt and cannot manage its own affairs, they invented this coronavirus charade so that they could blame the global collapse on coronavirus as opposed to their corruption. So that's basically what's going on. However, I think that also the Club of Rome depopulation strategy has kicked in uh, with Bill Gates being the number one, let's call it, prophet of depopulation or agent in charge of depopulation and the his connection with the Clinton Foundation Monsanto, Big Pharma, the vaccine industry, etc., etc., all of which are nothing but exploitational, quasi-governmental, quasi-private corporations affiliated with the Jewen and the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers who have always wanted to create a global dictatorship in which they rule without any opposition. So this is a way to eliminate the opposition, to trick us into giving up our liberties and our freedom uh, and our state and national sovereignty and individual sovereignty in favor of global dictatorship. I mean, it's pretty clever. I I have to admit, it's really clever how easily they have uh, foisted this nonsense of wearing face masks and social distancing it's and the lockdown and the shutdown of all these small businesses we can see here small businesses taking a real big hit so what's going on is the rothschilds have foreclosed 
on planet Earth, putting small business, uh, mid-sized businesses, and even many large businesses out of business in their global de, uh, de-platforming of free enterprise in place of their program of monopoly communism. Because monopoly capitalism and monopoly communism are all run by the same super wealthy, hyper, super capitalistic, that's the word that was in vogue in the 80s, super capitalism, it's above capitalism, as John D. Rockefeller said, competition is a sin. So these people are not capitalists at all in the sense of believing in free enterprise and competition. They are monopolists. They do not believe in free enterprise and competition. They believe in dictatorship. And the same Jews who created the capitalistic system, so-called, which is actually super capitalism or monopoly capitalism, bankers capitalism, those same Jews created monopoly communism. So it's all about monopoly. And either way, with Jews, you have either monopoly capitalism, which means they control the creation of money and the spending of that money into circulation as opposed to government controlling it, as our Constitution stipulates. Now, I'm waiting for Daryl to call in on Zoom. We're going to have a practice session to see if Zoom will, in fact, uh, broadcast live here on Eurofolk Radio. And so I see he has not entered the chat room yet. So we'll give, uh, you know, I'll just keep on uh, plugging along here. With or without Daryl, I guess he's stuck in traffic. When I talked to him, he was on the road just about uh, an hour and a half ago. So I'm going to start with the good news from South Dakota. The governor of South Dakota has not imposed social distancing and uh, business lockdowns. And I think I put the link, prepforthat.com. South Dakota governor warns this is how we lose our country. Very good. Very good for her. Article, Jim Satney, April 17, 2020, about a week ago. Republican Governor Christy Noem has become a centerpiece politician for rights and liberty. Amidst a growing number of power-grabbing opportunist politicians looking to cash in on COVID-19 fears, she's remained calm and guided by the constitutional oaths she took. Wow! Would that we had more politicians like her instead of Rothschild puppets wherever we go, because that's typically what we find throughout the world is Rothschild puppets taking orders from the Jew-N. So we're seeing, yeah, government will save us from corona, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you trust your government. Your government will save you Yeah, it will, and enslave you in the process. <laughs> you know, and what really irritates me is the fact that the Judeo churches are 100% behind this total global takeover. Seven says, I heard Zoom is a spy. Yes, it's owned by Bill Gates. Zoom is owned by Bill Gates. 
and I'll be putting up a an item. I think I posted it uh, in the no, that's uh, snippets and uh, snappets. I think is a it's a really good uh, website. Snippetsandslappets.blogspot.com, a very good patriotic website that makes fun of liberal politicians and globalist politicians. We are in the midst of the biggest, absolute biggest foreclosure in history. The 1920s, the late 1920s and the 30s depression was a foreclosure on America when the Rothschilds simply stopped. And by Rothschilds, I mean the Federal Reserve Bank, which has always been owned by the Rothschilds, and who created the Bank of England. So the Federal Reserve Bank is simply a branch of the Bank of England. But nevertheless, uh, according to the Bretton Woods Agreement of 1944, the Federal Reserve note has been the reserve currency of planet Earth since 1944, not the British pound. That's because the United States of America has a much bigger economy and uh, could be exploited to the you know much greater extent than Britain, which was basically bankrupt after World War II. So they switched from, even though the Bank of England is still in charge, they switched offices from Britain to America and have been exploiting America's wealth through fiat money creation, debt money creation, ever since 1913. And the Federal Reserve note has been the world reserve currency since 1944. That's pretty much how this inflationary spiral started. started in 1913 and has continued escalating uh, even more rapidly since 1944 and even more rapidly since 1971 when the gold window was shut by Nixon, etc., etc. In other words, you know, the U.S. Federal Reserve note promised outsiders, other countries who were holding Federal Reserve notes, that they could redeem their Federal Reserve notes for gold. And that was simply an enticement to get basically the oil-producing countries in the Middle East, to accept Federal Reserve notes. That was simply an enticement. So, Richard Nixon closed the gold window, and that upset the Arabs to no extent. And uh, that's why we had all those, remember those long lines at gas stations in the early 1970s? Well, that was because Nixon closed the gold windows. That was what that was all about. And, of course, the American, or actually the Jewish, the kosher press, told everybody, well, see those awful Arabs, they shut, they, they shut down production just to offend the American people. No, that we double-crossed them, folks. The Federal Reserve Bank double-crossed them with Nixon's help. You think Nixon was more or something other than a Jewish pawn? That's what he was his whole career. He didn't like it. But that's what he was. Okay. Yeah, uh, 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 Swamp Fox says, In 1938, Illuminati insider Chaim Rakowski told his NKVD interrogator that the central bankers created the communist state as a machine of total power. Yeah, and that's what they plan to do with the entire 
planet. In fact, they are doing this with the entire planet. It's just that they're doing it in more sneaky manner. In, in the Bolshevik conquest of Russia, that is the Jewish communist bankster conquest of Russia, they did it by brute force, openly, and in a form of bragging about it, without, with no apologies. But because America is still a gun-toting country with the ability to fight back, they've had to use more subterfuge, trickery, deception, and wow is deception running amok globally in the world today. Total deception all the time. All deception all the time. Uh, to, uh, to kind of mock the expression all love all the time. All right, no, it's all deception all the time. And we here at Eurofolk Radio are glad to be one of the few antidotes to total deception all the time in the world. There are a lot of patriotic sites out there that are true or attempt to be true to the Constitution, but very few of these are racially aware and, and very few of these are real Christian websites. They believe in Judeo-Christianity, which means they might as well be Jews. As I said, the churches are in total apostasy. The Judeo churches are apostasy itself, and most of the denominations that don't think of themselves as Judeo-Christian are in fact Judeo-Christian whether they realize it or not. Because they rely on the teachings of Schofield, who was a Rothschild puppet. All right, so religion, economics, entertainment, the whole gamut of social control. Medicine. Medicine is social control, folks. I remember in the 50s and 60s where people tended to idolize their doctors who were, even in those days, there may have been doctors. In fact, I remember when my dad had a horrible episode of cramping because he moonlighted he worked himself to death he worked as a janitor the night shift the graveyard shift at bell and howell which you may recall bell and howell produced movie cameras home movie cameras projectors screens and and, uh, uh, related implements but primarily home movie uh, cameras and projectors and then in the daytime, he moonlighted as a plasterer and carpenter. That's how he learned those two trades, plastering and carpentry. So one night, he just was just beset with horrible cramps. And he was in agony. A doctor made a house call <laughs> and began to massage his legs and thighs. And you know that's all he could really do. But I learned from that experience that not to overwork myself to the extent my father did. I get close occasionally. But I learned about keeping myself hydrated. And I realized that the better I keep myself hydrated, the fewer cramps I have. And if I have an episode of cramping, I always keep a bottle of water next to my bed 
so that I can pop it open and, and make a few gulps. And within five or ten minutes after gulping down water, my cramps disappear. If only my father had known that trick. Okay? But nevertheless, the medical community is not going to tell you how easy it is to overcome cramping. Because, even though they don't make house calls anymore, they, they will get you into a hospital and start treating your symptoms and give you drugs that don't work. Maybe they will ease the cramping for a bit. However, typically... Any prescription drug that works for the first few times, just like any other drug that's addictive, its effectiveness decreases with every dose you take. So a simple glass of water is all you need to affect a cure for cramping. Okay, but nevertheless, because of intensive advertising, it's another industry owned by Jews, monopolized by Jews, you can bet that everybody's been brainwashed into believing that the the doctor and your medicine cabinet has the only cures for anything that ails you. No, as Dr. Day pointed out a couple of weeks ago, the best way to treat your body is through prevention by eating a healthy diet, staying away from all the... Uh, bogus drugs, uh, staying away from garbage food, staying away from GMO, keeping a healthy immune system is your best insurance policy for real health. That's where it's at, folks. That's where it's at. So let's continue with this article here that we're talking about the the lady in... Uh, in South Dakota, not causing the lockdown. So she's doing a good job of keeping her state operational, while uh, other states are doing a horrible job of of keeping their state in business. And uh, fortunately, there was a big demonstration <laughs> in in Madison, Wisconsin. In Madison, Wisconsin, and I'm just uh, looking here, uh, thousands on California beaches amid heat wave. Okay, I predicted that there's no way the government can keep people from getting out and celebrating Independence Day. I think the the clash of cultures is going to be apparent on Independence Day. Because when people, when the weather starts getting warmer and people need to get out, have to get out, cabin fever starts kicking in. And so there's a photograph of people on California's beaches and none of them are wearing face masks. Not that face masks would do you any good anyhow, because the, the virus supposedly is the reason for all of this commotion. These viruses are so small that they will easily pass through the gaps in any face mask just as HIV, so-called virus, pass through the gaps in typical condom. These are nanoparticles infinitely smaller than bacteria. So there's no way you can 
design a face mask or a condom that will keep out these infinitely smaller particles called viruses. There's no way. So the whole thing is is it's a ridiculous joke. The the rulers of the medical establishment they know it's a joke. They're mocking us with all of this stuff and laughing at us. But of course, this is how the Illuminati operates. So, Republican Gover- governor Christy Noem has become a centerpiece politician for rights and liberty. Amidst a growing number of power-grabbing opportunist politicians looking to cash in on COVID-19 fears, uh, this is prepareforthat.com. Okay, I thought this was a newspaper, but prepareforthat.com. And I guess I didn't post this in the chat room. So I will do that right now. Because this is actually good news for us little people. (laughs) There is at least one governor who's on our side. Yes, and Satan has been plaguing us for the last 8,000 years. But that's going to end really soon. How do I know? The Bible tells me so. She didn't issue any draconian shutdowns, which prompted cheers from most common-sense Americans. But criticisms from media members and World Health Organization communists that subscribe to heavy-handed herd management. It's ama- I'm still amazed how easily they were able to pull this off. Quote, I believe in our freedoms and liberties, unquote. She said, Noem's executive order advise maybe she's Noah. <laughs> maybe she's got an ark going, <laughs> an antidote for the madness that's flooding the world. Noem's executive order advises people to follow CDC guidelines, consequently putting the responsibility to prevent COVID-19 spread with the people. Whoa, power to the people, power to the people, folks. Not communism. Communism has never given power to the people. Communism has always created slaves of the people. During an interview with Fox News' Laura Ingram, Noam explained that she's concerned that our panic is leading to a demise in our liberties. I told them I took an oath to uphold the constitution of our state of South Dakota. I took an oath when I was in Congress, obviously to uphold the constitution of the United States. I believe in our freedoms and liberties. What I've seen across the country is so many people give up their liberties for just a little bit of security, and they don't have to do that. If a leader will take too much power in a time of crisis, that is how we lose our country. So I felt like I've had to use every single opportunity to talk about why we slow things down. We make decisions based on science and facts and make sure that we're not letting emotion grab a hold of the situation. Now, in addition, nobody's talking about the top-down UN-generated dictatorship. You know, because this is a global lockdown. It's not just America. It's a global lockdown except for Sweden and a few other countries. Who gave these orders? Why are these countries obeying these orders? Because the UN is the de facto government of the planet. 
and they have taken over quietly, steadily, gradually, since it was created by the Rothschilds. And the very first thing that the Jewen did was to create the state of Israel, which just shows you how much Jewry is in control of the Jewen. Media outlets point to an outbreak at Sioux Falls pork processing plant as evidence of failure, however. That plant is considered an essential business. Meaning, well, you got to have pork, right? Meaning it would be open regardless of a draconian shutdown order. Okay, so, so it's meaningless. Because it would have stayed open anyhow. Because it's considered essential. Yeah, you got to have pork. So she says, we've got one issue in a pork processing plant in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. But outside of that, two-thirds of our state has no cases or one case in an entire county. So we're doing very well as a state. Okay, folks? Anybody listening? And still, the mass media is not even talking about death rates. They refuse to talk about death rates because the death rates of coronavirus are in infinite, infinitesimal. It's been a while since I've used that word. Infinitesimal. We are addressing the one hot spot that we do have. And yeah, I bet they have all kinds of diseases at that pork processing plant. And aggressively testing in that area. But what you talked about, Laura, is exactly right. We should be tracking who's in the hospital, what the death rate is. Death rate, folks. Mass media does not talk about death rates. They're only talking about cases. And they talk about deaths. But they don't talk about the death rate, which is infinitesimal compared to seasonal flu and the false claims of mass media, WHO, and the medical mafia. And South Dakotans are doing a fantastic job following my recommendations, and we've been able to keep our businesses open and allow people to take on some personal responsibility. No, you can't have that. You can't have personal responsibility in America. That's unglobalist. Noam's heroic COVID-19 stances have elevated her status from ordinary governor to potential star Republican. <coughs> Excuse me. It's certainly not out of the realm of possibility that Noah may someday seek the country's highest office. As more and more Americans are bled out of financial stability, people from all parties are fleeing Demo Democrats looking for freedom-oriented candidates. Author Jim Satney, prep for that editor and lead writer for political survival and weather categories. So this seems to be a pretty good website here. Now, folks, what we're seeing is the global propaganda about COVID-19 is nothing but a cover for the global power grab and foreclosure on planet Earth. This is nothing. I mean, the Great Depression was nothing compared to what's happening now. Middle class businesses are being wiped out, just as farmers and small banks were utterly wiped out during the Great Depression. The Great Depression was caused by the Federal Reserve Bank. They simply stopped printing money. 
in a debt usury economy when the debt provider and fiat money provider stops providing both, the economy is going to grind to a halt. That's all there is to it. So they've tried a different gambit this time. And so instead of, because they don't want to take the blame for this, because consumer confidence since 2008 in the other scam they have called the stock market has plummeted. If confidence plummets, so does the stock market. But for the global scammers, it's not so important that the stock market you know, works or doesn't work. What it needs is gullible people to invest their hard-earned money in the stock market so that the people who run the stock market can deliberately pull the plug and cash in. Because well, how do they do this? Well, they deliberately implode the stock market having made provisions ahead of time to gamble on the collapse, which they will then orchestrate. Okay? And a lot of corporations and magnates, even uh, Bill Gates, have invested in the collapse a few months before the actual collapse. How do, you know, either their timing is magnificent or they got insider information as to when the collapse will occur. So in order for the banksters to avoid taking blame because they have to maintain consumer confidence for whatever economy is left, 2008 was really bad for consumer confidence and all the gold bugs, there's numerous gold bugs that have their YouTube channels and they've all been saying this, this global economy is in another bubble, just like 2008. It's 10 or 20 times worse than 2008. And there's there's no way they can avoid collapse. So they decided to collapse it deliberately before the inevitable collapse, such as in 2008. But this time, well, because of the lockdown, they can put all kinds of businesses out of business especially small business, which is the point, because the monopolists hate the bourgeoisie. The bourgeoisie are the middle-class entrepreneurs. Those are the people who are being hit the hardest by this globalist lockdown. You can see, just go out, and you see that the corporate fast food joints are doing just fine in their drive through business. But small restaurants that don't have drive through windows have had to resort to taking phone orders and people driving up and parking and getting out of their cars and having their food handed to them through the door while they hand their credit card over to the person behind the door and they come out with a receipt. How cumbersome is that? How long can you stay in business doing that? Folks, this is a total scam. There is no coronavirus. There is no COVID-19. It's nothing but seasonal flu, if there's any relationship to the flu and COVID-19 at all, which I don't believe there is at all. It's just a scam, period. 
So the Rothschilds, realizing that the end for the experiment of 1944, the Bretton Woods experiment of making the Federal Reserve note the world reserve currency, because of the hyperinflation in the tune of trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars, I mean, we can't even count the trillions anymore. Hyperinflation will always collapse the economy. It always has. It always will. The only reason it's lasted this long is because the global economy is so large. Therefore, the hyperinflation has been extremely large. But you cannot manage an economy where the instability of prices keeps changing from day. In other words, prices keep rising. And so they've shut down the economy. Now they're calling this deflation. This is not deflation. This is a shutdown. So whenever businesses lose customers, they lower prices. That's not deflation. Deflation is when the money increases in value and the money is not increasing in value. Businesses have been forced, such as your gasoline. I spent the entire week in central Illinois working because there's work down there. And there was one gasoline station that was advertising 128 a gallon. 128 per gallon. I remember in 1999, gasoline was 99 cents a gallon because those numbers synced up. 99 cents, 1999. We're almost back down there. Not because of deflation, but because the global economy, businesses have been forced to lower prices. Nevertheless, the banksters are pumping out inflationary money like it's going out of style. So, in other words, the Rothschilds are going to ride the wave of inflation, hyperinflation, as long as it possibly can last until inevitably everything's going to collapse, period. And who's going to come out on top? Certainly not the middle class. Certainly not the middle class. You and I are going to be the real sufferers from this disease called the global economic collapse. That's what disease really is. But of course, since the global banksters own the media, own the oil companies, they can ride this out because they can keep on pumping cash out until they eventually come out with their global new currency, their new global reserve currency, which we've been telling you is probably going to be digital which means they can inflate it even faster than they can inflate paper money. But essentially, the, the global economy is already digital because Federal Reserve notes now are nothing but blips on com- computer screens. They simply haven't rolled out the entire system yet where you purchase things with your cell phone or the chip in the back of your hand or on your forehead or any else, and place else where they can stick a hypodermic needle. So, because I remember the days where you had to pull down your pants and get a, a shot in the behind. That was in the 50s. 
Now they'll, they'll put it in the back of your hand. Well, typically you get it in your arm, a vaccination, which, of course, is part of the program, the nanobot technology and the RFID chip, which are small enough to be injected into your body with specific hypodermic needles. So this is where it's all heading, folks, a global dictatorship of banksterism and nary a church is arguing against it. Nary a church. This is incredible how few churches understand, or you know, they're all in lockstep, you know, as I said, since the Schofield uh, Reference Bible has been imposed upon the Protestant churches since about 1906. They've all fallen into line. And they're only the Christian identity church, to my knowledge, argues against this global rollout this global economic dictatorship. It's as if the book of Revelation and the Bible didn't even predict it, but the book of Revelation did predict it. It's called Mystery Babylon and the Mark of the Beast. That's what it's called. So, wow, we are living in times of an empire of deceit, of monumental proportions. As I said, this collapse is going to make the Great Depression look like a church picnic. And the churches don't even know there's a picnic. <laughs> okay, they're calling it a picnic, but it's really a collapse. So, when can these churches actually go out and have a real picnic? I fear that the constitutionalists of this country are going to be more involved in restoring our liberty than these churches are. These churches are totally sellouts. Absolute sellouts. They're not Christian anymore. They're Judeo-Christian, which means they are Jewish. This is the era we are living in, folks. It's a sad day in the history of Christianity because Christianity no longer exists except for in the identity movement. We're the only ones that still practice real Christianity. Everybody else is practicing garbage religion, just as the internationalists are practicing garbage economics and garbage medicine. So, is there any industry that hasn't been tainted by deceit, by globalist Jewish deceit? The answer is no. The only area where they do not rule is constitutional Americanism and Christian identity. So where you have those two entities, constitutional Americanism and Christian identity, and to some extent British Israel, and the extent to which nationalistic fervor exists in Europe and other white nations, that's the only pocket of resistance left to this global dictatorship of satanic Judaism. That's it. Right? Everything else is totally under control of the Rothschild cartels. That's it, folks. I mean, that's where we're at. That is where we're at. Another uh, ray of hope is in Georgia. And uh, let me see if I can put this uh, link in the chat room for y'all. Since you're in Georgia, I'll speak with a southern drawl. Because Georgia is opening up for business. 
Georgia is opening up for business. This is a, another good sign. I, like I said, I doubt, I sincerely doubt that government can prevent people from coming out and celebrating the 4th of July Independence Day. As a matter of fact, the the local kids are blowing off fireworks already. <laughs> they, 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 they've prepared. They're preparing. Okay. One guy blew off a cherry bomb that reverberated for 40 minutes. Georgia business owners are conflicted as the state reopens hair salons, gyms, and bowling alleys. Now, why would a business owner be conflicted about opening, reopening his business? Is he worried about getting sick? Uh, isn't the killing his business or her business just as sick as if he were sick and unable to run the business? You might as well take your chances, as people have done throughout 10,000 years of the planet's history. You take your chances. <laughs> That's what free enterprise is all about. You take your chances. Risk. Real free enterprise is about taking risks. And if they pay off, fine. If they don't pay off, try, try again. By Dakin and Doni. Lindsay Benson and Amir Vire, CNN. Okay, well, you can see this is slanted from CNN. And it's got a, a audio. I'm, I'm not going to bother playing that since this is CNN. But anyway, hairstylists at Salon Gloss in Woodstock, Georgia, wore masks and gloves on Friday, maintaining distance by using every other workstation and keeping a supply of hand sanitizer nearby. Their customers also donned masks and gloves, while another employee disinfected a countertop. Well, uh, you know, I mean, if there's going to be germs, they're probably going to be in your hair. But with all of the beauty salon chemicals on people's hair, I imagine that would kill lice and fleas and stuff like that, too. Even the shampoo is probably big pharma stuff. Uh, created by the Rockefeller Oil Syndicate. Similar scenes played out across the state. So even in the midst of the, the global down downturn, the, the big boys are still making money. The first day Republican Governor Brian Kemp allowed gyms, barbershops, hair salons, tattoo parlors, and bowling alleys to reopen their doors just a few weeks after he issued a stay-at-home order to slow the spread of the coronavirus. But as we found out in South Dakota, they hardly have any cases of coronavirus at all, and they never locked the state down, which is what I predicted would happen, as in Sweden. Now, of course, the mainstream media is saying, oh, Sweden has had a great upturn of coronavirus cases. But they don't report the death rate. Why? Because the death rate is an embarrassment to their reporting. But other businesses remain closed, like Sabrina Watkins Salon in College Park, an Atlanta suburb. She won't return to work until she feels safe, she said, even though customers called asking if they could get their hair done Friday. So in other words, that person is totally befuddled by this coronavirus fakeitude. I said, no, absolutely not. Get your hair done for what? There's a pandemic. People are dying. 
Well, people always die, but the death rate is way less than any other seasonal flu. So wake up, Watkins. As much as I love the business, now is not the time, regardless of who says it is. Okay, well then, let your business suffer. You're obviously suffer fr suffering from the flummox disease. Kemp and state officials moved ahead Friday with the plans to reopen some businesses. Undeterred by a barrage of criticism coming from where? Well, CNN, obviously. Now the state, along with several others, is trying to safely navigate relaxing restrictions while keeping residents safe. The governor's decision pits him against mayors from cities such as Atlanta, Augusta, and Savannah, as well as advice rooted in a data model often cited by the White House, which is flawed, folks. Totally flawed, because it's generated by Big Pharma, and the Rockefellers, and Bill Gates. Georgia should not even begin to reopen until June 22nd, according to the model by the Institute of Health Metrics and Evaluation at the University of Washington. By the way, this whole pandemic was uh, created by a computer model. So what good are those? Which assumes states will implement aggressive testing, contact tracing, isolation, and crowd size limits to prevent more infections. Well, the infections continue despite all of these restrictions. But the death rate remains well below 1%. As in South Dakota, it's even less than one-tenth of 1%. I'm going to try to find out what the death rate is in Sweden, but it's really hard to get mass media, and any website for that matter, to really talk about the death rate. They will give you the number of cases, most of which, are, as we reported last week, are based only on symptoms and most of these uh, COVID-19 diagnoses are fake to begin with. They put uh, COVID-19 even if the person died of a car accident. If he happened to have this fake test that they're using, they will put the cause of death as COVID-19 <laughs> instead of the car accident. Okay, this is the way this is being done. So this is how they boost the number of COVID cases and COVID deaths. But nevertheless, the death rate is embarrassingly small for all the propaganda, the fear porn that's being foisted upon us. Brian Lambert, owner of a co coffee and sweets shop in Forsyth, Georgia, opens the windows of his business, this is a picture here, as he gets ready to reopen next week. It's like we're living in the twilight zone, Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms told CNN Friday. Bottoms has called Kemp's decision perplexing for a state battling a virus that has killed nearly 900 residents. Is that it? How many millions of people are there in Georgia? 900? That's it? Seasonal flu probably kills four or five, six times that many. And sickened about 22,000 others. Well, again, very, very low numbers here. Okay, so round her off to 1,000. One out of 22. One out of 22. If the, you can trust the statistics put out by the COVID-19 fake-edemic, one out of 22. That's pretty good odds for something that's supposed to be horribly deadly. 
Nationwide, the death toll has surpassed 50,000. Uh, 300 million people? Only 50,000 deaths? After how many months? We're in like the third or fourth month of this fake-edemic? Only 50,000 people? And most of these are falsely attributed to COVID-19. You know that as well as I do. And this is according to Johns Hopkins University, which is instrumental in creating the Event 201 run by Bill Gates, which predicted a pandemic way back in September or October of 2019. How did they know this was getting ready to happen? Well, because they created the pandemic, the fake-edemic. Quote, I've done the best that I can using my voice as mayor to just say to people to use your common sense. Yeah, and that's what they're doing. And they're opening up for business. Bottom said Friday morning that she expects some people will not heed pleas for social distancing. Hooray for them. They will go into hair salons and go and get manicures and pedicures as if it's business as usual. Bottoms told CNN's John Berman. And then what I expect is that in a couple of weeks we will see our numbers continue to rise in this state. Well, because the diagnoses are fake. But the death rate will not increase. Nothing has changed, she said, urging residents of her city to stay home. People are still getting infected. People are still dying. Yes, as they always will continue to die and continue to get infected, but not from COVID-19. Bottom said her chief concern is that reopening businesses is going to compound the already existing problem of coronavirus cases in the state, especially in the African-American community where there is a beauty and barbershop on every corner. <laughs> By, oh, that, that's your, what do you call it? That's your social intercourse in the black community. That's probably the only place where they don't kill each other. By opening hair salons and barbershops, those nail salons and these non-essential businesses, are you telling me that beauty shops are non-essential businesses? We know that African Americans are dying at much higher rates, and when you have people flocking into barbershops and hair salons, it's not only a risk for the people who work in those salons, it's a risk for a community as a whole that concerns me greatly. Well, her fears are going to be proven totally false. Georgia isn't alone. Other states have started easing restrictions, including Oklahoma, which allowed businesses like salons, spas, and pet groomers to reopen for appointments beginning Friday. Okay, so certain states are easing the restrictions. This is good news. That These restrictions never should have been in place anyway. Yes, uh, Mr. Kim Smith, Corona was a social media experiment but it was also a distraction by the banksters so that they won't have to take the blame. And, of course, with their ownership of mass media, they will never take the blame for the global collapse, which has also been orchestrated. So they decided to crash the economy, a, a controlled crash, to avoid the uncontrolled crash. That's probably the best way I can put it. They decided to have a controlled crash, blame it on coronavirus, to avoid the uncontrolled crash, which would have been even way more disastrous for them than this controlled crash is. So we're definitely in the midst of a controlled crash. Oh yeah, liquor stores are open everywhere. They never close the liquor stores down. 
the rationale for that is people might go berserk if they can't get their alcohol fix. So Wall Street will not lose anything. It will be business as usual. They will simply start the new bubble, <laughs> right? <laughs> when when all of the panic and fear and panic did I say panic? Panic and fear and uh, fear porn and media hype are over. And I heard that the stock market went up toward the end of the week. But see, a lot of these businesses are cashing in on the puts, P-U-T-S, puts, that uh, is basically a gamble that certain businesses will fail. So you can gamble that a business will fail. And the harder it fails, the more money you make. That's what a put is, as opposed to a call. A call is a gamble that a business will increase in profitability. So there's all kinds of ways to profit from the stock market. You don't have to have your stock go up to profit. Okay. So, yes, and the taxpayers will absorb Wall Street losses. Or, more accurately, the federal debt rises further to the skies. That's correct, Swan Fox, because the pouring out of debt money from the Fed will never stop. Okay. Uh Adolf says, here, I think, I'm not sure what state he's in. Here, a Jew firm made $1.5 billion on a major market crash in March 2020. And it gives the website. In fact, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll open this uh, because that's an example of how the people in the know, this is from the Wall Street Journal. Thank you, Adolf. Bridgewater makes 1.5 billion options bet on falling market. World's largest hedge fund takes on a big bearish trade. Founder Dalio says firm's overall position on market isn't negative. Well, if you're betting for particular industries to fall precipitously and you you win that bet, you make a fortune. 1.5 billion. Bridgewater Associates LP has bet, had bet more than one billion that stock markets around the world will fall by March, which they have done, said people familiar with the matter. The wager, assembled over a span of months and executed by a handful of Wall Street firms, including Goldman Sachs Group and Morgan Stanley. Oh, you're kidding. These Jew-owned corporations would do such a, such a thing as betting that the stock markets would crash. <laughs> it would pay off for the world's biggest hedge fund if either the S&P 500 or the Euro stocks 50 or both declines. Some of the people said, okay, I have to subscribe to the WSJ to read the full story. I'm not going to bother to do that. So thank you, Adolf, for that. Yeah, this is how people make money off of a failing stock market. And if you can cause the stock market to crash, which the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers have the ability to do, they can prepare for this crash, which they themselves orchestrate. And, 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 and as happened during the Great Depression when they foreclosed on America's farmers, which became, much of which became the suburbs 
of the cities that grew up in the 1950s after World War II, after the economy got going because of World War II, they started pumping money into the economy again, which they didn't do during the Great Depression. FDR never ordered the Fed to start printing money again, which every economist will tell you if you want to overcome a stagnant economy, you start printing money and spending it into circulation. That's how you overcome a stagnant economy. But the one exception in the Carter years when we had stagflation. But the, the reason for that was the inflation was so high that people couldn't afford to... Or I'm sorry, the interest rates had gotten so high that people couldn't afford to borrow money. So that caused stagflation in the midst of inflation. So if the interest, let's say, okay, the banker comes along and says, hey, I got a deal for you. I'm going to lend you $100, but all you have to do is pay me back $200. You like that deal? Well, that would be 100% inflation rate, 100% interest rate. How many people are going to take a deal like that? Well, the Fed drove up interest rates to, I think it was like 22% during the Carter years. Well, that caused home sales to drop again precipitously. And it didn't end until Reagan became president. Whereas I understand it, he had a talk with the Fed and said, okay, I want you to drop interest rates. I'm ordering you to drop interest rates. I think that was the last time a, a U.S. president actually confronted the Federal Reserve Bank and they followed the instructions. That's a little well-known story. I, I, I read about that in an economics journal. And I, I should look that up see if I can find that story. But in any case, the Fed controls the economy, not the President of the United States. And when the President of the United States appoints a new Fed chairman, that's just for show. That's just a... Hollywood attraction staged for by the mass media for the mass media by the banksters for the public consumption to make that make it appear that the Federal Reserve Bank is actually controlled by the government which it is not absolutely not the Federal Reserve Bank is controlled by the Rothschilds it is a private business so what have they got in store for us more Depression. This time they're foreclosing on planet Earth. They're foreclosing on planet Earth this time, folks. It's not going to get any better anytime soon. So we have all of these big shots who are feasting at the trough of the collapsing economy which they themselves have created. It's deliberate, folks. It's absolutely deliberate. As I said, they deliberately crashed the economy having a, cr a controlled demolition, just like 9-11 was a controlled demolition, to avoid a 2008-style st uncontrolled demolition of the economy. 
which they knew was coming anyhow, so they did decided to do a controlled demolition instead of an uncontrolled demolition. Back to the article on Georgia by CNN. Business owners conflicted over reopening. So business owners must follow social distancing guidelines. You know, people aren't going to bother with that. I mean, in Chicago, the grocery stores that have reopened, they're getting more and more business. Some of them are following social distancing guidelines. Some of them aren't. So, and only about half the people are wearing face masks, actually less than half, in the grocery stores that have a lot of business. Uh, and then I've been talking with people, you know, day to day, wherever I'm at, the people who are willing to talk about it all agree that it's, it's fake. Coronavirus is fake. The people who don't want to talk about it uh, take it seriously. So there's, there's those two groups of people. So we'll see, you know, if the awake people are in going to increase in the next few months. Whether or not they believe it's fake or not, they're going to be wanting to get out when the weather warms up, which I think global warming is pretty much over, (laughs) right? Uh, I could use some global warming here in Chicago, 39 degrees on April 25th. Man, this if the baseball season had opened when it was supposed to, I think it was around April 1st, their business would have been suffering anyway because it's been so cold. And wet. Cold and wet. So one way or another, they're going to uh, have to open for business. If Wrigley Field opens up for baseball in the next couple of weeks, you know, Chicago will come alive. It, it surely will. All right, so continuing with this article. All right, so they have this statewide... Uh, Dine-in restaurants, theaters and dine-in restaurants will be allowed to reopen Monday. Hooray for Governor Kemp. Even with a statewide shelter-in-place order that expires at the end of the month. Okay. So, dine-in restaurants will open on Monday. Tim Timmons, owner of Salon Gloss, told CNN Friday his shop is booked for the next three weeks. His employees have been suffering since the social distancing and stay-at-home guidelines went into effect. Quote, they've been out of work. They're not getting assistance. No unemployment. No stimulus money for the business, Timmons said. These are real people with real problems, and they have to put food on the table. And apparently they're healthy enough to come back to work. They haven't died of coronavirus. I wonder why. I'm at the point where I have to do something. I'm about to lose my business if I don't. When customers arrived to Salon Gloss Friday, Timmons said they had their temperatures taken and they were asked about whether they've had contact with anyone who's had the coronavirus or if they've traveled to heavily impacted places. During shampoos, their faces were covered by a towel, he said. After checking out, customers are asked to discard their masks and gloves in a trash bin outside the salon which is probably recycled by your local abortion business. Employees stood 14 feet. I wonder if the abortion businesses have been asked to close. 
I haven't thought about that. Employees stood 14 feet apart, Timmons said, adding that his business is not running on full staff, but is instead running on split shifts so they can social distance. But it will be hard for some businesses to maintain appropriate distance. Savannah Stafford is opening her salon in Savannah. But she conceded maintaining six feet of distance is not possible between hairstylist and a client. Absolutely. You can kind of distance between the next two people throughout the salon, Stafford said Friday. But it's going to be difficult because we're so hands-on. I wonder if President Trump <laughs> gets his hair done. Before the outbreak, Watkins saw about 10 clients daily at the workspace she shares with five stylists. An arrangement, she said, raises the risk of exposure. Well, not the risk of getting COVID-19. Getting the diagnosis of COVID-19 is another question. Some of her clients are elderly and more vulnerable to infections. Well, that would be true at all times, would it not? None of us are being tested. How do we track who's caring? Well, if you're getting tested, they're going to tell you you have COVID-19, even though you're symptom-free. How do we track who's carrying it? Who is giving it to whom? Well, nobody's carrying it and nobody's giving it to anybody. I don't want to take part in spreading the disease and risking their lives, she said. Staying home gives us a greater chance until the numbers go down as far as infections and the death toll. Well, what about the death rate? Have you ever thought about the death rate? Eric Greeson opened his barbershop in Douglasville, 20 miles west of Atlanta but said he was initially kind of shocked when he heard the governor's announcement earlier this week. Still, he felt he had no option but to open. We would feel more comfortable if he had the backing of health officials and the president, Greeson said of Kemp, but we know so far there's not been one health official that's, you know, agreed with him. That's because they're all working for Bill Gates and the United Nations the he and Big Pharma. The head of the Georgia State Board of Cosmetology and Barbers, Kay Kendrick, has applauded the governor's move, pointing out that most of the 95,000 licensees under the board are independent contractors who don't have another source of income. Like I said, you're putting the world's small businesses out of business. They must suffer, and many of them will resort to crime if they start to go hungry. One of the owners of Southern Lane's Bowling Alley in Douglasville told CNN he was happy to open, but also sensitive to the public's concerns. We're not trying to hurt anybody, Randy Hicks said. Look, we just want... And so here you can see how the globalists have exploited the natural concern, especially by white people, for other people. Taking advantage of our good nature to rob us of our livelihoods. That's what this is all about, folks. This is grand theft global. Grand theft globalist. That's what this is. I mean, the biggest theft of private property and income in the history of planet Earth. That's what this is. That's all it is. It's the global theft of small business. Not corporate business so much. Certainly not banking and investment businesses who will continue to thrive because they know how to make money off of other people's failures. Because 
Well, if your business fails, where did all that money go? You lost it. Somebody got that business, or that money, I should say. The money you lost went to somebody else. And so it eventually winds up into a bankster's pockets. Because everybody owes the banksters. Another owner, Deborah Holland, said she was a lung cancer survivor and aware of cleanliness. I don't want to have to go to the hospital with this virus. I don't want to have to go to the hospital either for any reason, folks. I am missing half a lung. Customers were asked to clean their hands and have their temperatures checked before entering. I went to a hospital recently where my wife is being treated and they, I, I had to submit to a temperature check to, to use the washroom. You can't use that bathroom unless we check your temperature. And as I recall, it was 97 point something. Because uh, I asked. Uh, if you have a fever, they I don't know what they do if you have a fever. Arrest you? <laughs> I don't know what to do. For, force you to become a patient? But anyway, I have a lifelong uh, low body temperature compared to most people. Uh, normal is 98.6. But my temp temperature is often recorded in, in, in the 96 range. So I have a very low metabolism and low body temperature. So being that being the case, uh, I rarely have a fever. Uh, rarely, if ever, have a fever. You know, the, the few cases of respiratory illnesses that I've had maybe five or six times in my life I've had re respiratory illnesses but even there I would attribute them to Im immune failure because of poor eating habits and because of the the business I'm in I'm constantly breathing in dust and mildew and dirt and what have you bugs I'm not concerned about viruses because viruses don't cause disease. So the few respiratory ailments I've had have come and gone without too much difficulty. Dustin Schmidt, owner of the Electric Ink Tattoo in Woodstock, decided to open because he needed to pay his bills. To keep customers safe, only one person is allowed inside at a time, and tattoo artists will wear masks, Schmidt said. They're also cleaning the shop, he said, but that's something they do anyway. Well, the reason why surgeons wear masks is to keep their germs off your body, off your open wounds. If you're laying on an operator table, they don't put a mask on you. It's the staff that wears masks, so they don't want their your, you to get infected by their germs. Okay. Still, only one of his tattoo artists returned to work. The others, he said, are scared. Wow. Fear porn. Nicholas Long, the employee who returned, said he was a little nervous to be back at work, but I'm excited to make some money. I've been broke about a month and a half. Other businesses decided not to open on Friday, though, including Christopher Escobar, who owns Plaza Theater, an independent 500-seat movie theater in Atlanta. Wow, an independent movie theater. It's not owned by Jews? 
It comes down to a difference between what you can do and what you should do, he said, adding he was looking out for the safety of her staff and customers. It just doesn't make sense at this time. We're looking for clear indications and signals from our mayor, as well as public health officials. Well, those people, the vast majority, are still taking orders from the Jew-in. Escobar's business is looking for other ways to operate, though. He told CNN Friday his theater planned on doing a drive-in outside where they can operate a completely no-contact matter. Hey, maybe drive-in theaters will come back into style. There are several still operating in the state of Illinois. We're getting creative and working with property owners here and a number of different partners. Oh, so you have to get creative to do free enterprise. Well, that's what free enterprise is all about. I was 100% ready, customer says. Some customers were glad to see businesses reopening, including Leon Perpignan, who was in line at the bowling alley in Douglasville. I need to get, I need to have my bowling fix fixed. Ten minutes before it opened at noon, there, I guess there was a long line of people who have a bowling fixation. Typically. He bowls four times a week, he said. About a dozen bowlers were there shortly after opening. I know a lot of people disagree and say they should have waited, he said, but I was 100% ready for this. I might even go bowling just to uh, encourage other people to go bowling. If people are worried they should stay home, Perpignan said, adding, no one's forcing you to come out. Besides, he added, all my honeydew lists are done. <laughs> oh, honeydew lists. Okay, I guess... His honey made the to-do list. Jerry Robinson showed up Friday at Salon Gloss. He's a regular customer and normally visits every three weeks. But Friday, it had been two months since his last haircut. No fear for me, he said, asked if he had any concerns. We have to live and take risks. Life is a little bit of risk. Well, actually, life contains a lot of risks. You can get run over by a truck. You can hit by lightning. You can go swimming and be eaten by a shark all of which are probably greater risks than COVID-19. In Martinez, Georgia, gym owner Greg Smith said he wanted to reopen for his customers who are worried about heart disease, high cholesterol, and high blood pressure. Yeah! Staying at home doing nothing causes disease! To keep customers safe, the gym is spacing its equipment 10 feet apart and checking temperatures as clients arrive. We believe what we're offering today and getting our clients started back is going to be as safe as possible, probably even safer than the fear porn. Meantime, some national gym chains have indicated they will not reopen, even with a green light from the governor. Well, I guess these corporate exercise chains can ride out the storm for a few months. In an email to members, LA Fitness said it would not reopen while we seek a greater consensus between the federal, state, and local authorities on the proper path forward. I have never been to any one of these exercise places. I just exercise at home uh, or take long walks. Until then, the company is working to space equipment according to social distancing guidelines and reducing capacity by 30%. The email said, in addition to new cleaning protocols... Soul Cycle Studios in Georgia also was staying closed Friday, according to Harvey Spevak, the executive chairman of Equinox Group, which owns chains like Soul Cycle and Pure Yoga. Oh, I thought that was a black operated <laughs> Soul Cycle. So I, I guess it's New Age. 
and Pure Yoga in addition to its health clubs. The company's reopening plans will vary by state and local area, Spivak told CNN, based on guidance from officials. Again, these big corporations have the reserves to ride out a storm for several months before, you know, well, before, well, what about stockholders? Hey, the company's not making money. If you got the opportunity to open, open. The company is implementing precautions like new cleaning technology and consulting infectious disease experts on its plans to reopen. Okay. Well, so far, this has been a fairly even-handed article, even by CNN standards, (laughs) which is totally liberal bias 99% of the time. So, Kemp's move criticized as other states take similar steps. Health experts have criticized the move, saying it's too soon and risks setting off another wave of infections. President Donald Trump at first applauded Kemp for his aggressive plan to restart the economy, a source told CNN, then publicly bashed him during news briefing. Well, this is the Trump that we've come to know and love. Does anybody love Trump anymore? (laughs) Right? We've always accepted his presidency with, at best, cautious optimism, but the optimism has turned into serious doubt on the part of most people. Okay, yes, uh, very good. (laughs) Death rates in California, 0.03%. 0.03%. Wow, this COVID-19 is such a huge scaremonger disease. 5G towers are being burned across England, and as I reported last week, and I think last night also, in Nigeria. I mean, if the Nigerians can figure out that 5G is evil, why can't white people... Oh, man. Well, again, the problem is people are coming down with some sort of disease. And the fear-mongering about COVID-19 makes them assume that they've got COVID-19 when they probably just had, you know, a a brief bout with an occasional flu. Excuse me, I have to sneeze. Oh no, I've got coronavirus. Oh man, but the fear. You know, and the fact is, any psychologist will tell you that fear and anger and all these negative emotions will contribute to your illness. They will contribute to your illness because it produces oh, cortisol, I believe it is. And cortisol is really bad for your health. It's part of the fight-or-flight response. But if you're in a constant state of fear, and you don't know what you're running from, uh, well, you know, that's going to create an imbalance in your body. And most diseases are caused by these imbalances, not by germs or certainly not by viruses, etc. Etc. Okay? So... So if anything, people, if they're 
hygiene was lax before coronavirus. Maybe there's a silver lining in improving essential hygiene for most people, or at least for those people who haven't been practicing it. But wow, the, the propaganda. I mean, how can you not realize that this is all propaganda? The death rates are so low. Okay, here's a headline from the Daily Mail that one of the people in the chat room just put down. Talented singer, 17, took her own life because facing three months on coronavirus lockdown felt like 3,000 years. That would make a good lyric for a song, right? Beth Palmer from Sale, Greater Manchester, died days after lockdown began. Trainee vocal artist had the world at her feet say her devastated family. Well, I think she's had emotional problems. If she can't wait three months, you got to be one of those, how, how should we put it, uh, teenagers who have everything they want handed to them instantaneously and never have to prepare for a letdown. Folks, 99% of your life is letdowns. Expectations not achieved. I'm 73 years old, and I, I've, I have yet to achieve any one of my life goals. But I'm mature enough not to let it bug me all the time. Plus, uh, being a, a practicing Christian and understanding that uh, it's not Christianity, real Christianity, is not about success in this world. It's about preparing ourselves for the kingdom, which is shortly to come. Uh, well, I guess you could say I've been prepared for disappointment. <laughs> but I don't think that Yahshua is going to disappoint because so many of the prophecies, virtually all of the prophecies in the Bible have come true once you understand that we the Anglo-Saxon, Celtic, and Caucasian people are the Israelites of the Bible. Then you understand the prophecies. And this last prophecy, one of the last, being Mystery Babylon and Big Pharma and the Mark of the Beasts and vaccination. Wow, is that coming true right before our very eyes? Or is it not? <laughs> There's a video playing of an exercise group wearing face masks. Well, there you go. You can exercise wearing your face mask. My problem is I wear glasses and my glasses fog up when I wear a face mask. Because they're not designed for proper breathing. They are designing face masks that have like a one-way valve that allows you to exhale. But I've also heard that these one-way valves typically fail. They haven't perfected the technology. So that, that is a good idea for regular face mask users such as myself because I work in dusty environments constantly. And sometimes I have to clean out basements that are full of mildew. But I've never suffered any major... You know, again, keeping your immune system healthy will help you deal with viruses, bugs, parasites, etc., but if you allow your immune system to be compromised by a poor diet, by GMO, 
by poisons. A lot of your household cleaning products are nothing but poisons. More and more people are switching to natural style cleaners. So by Luke May for Mail Online, the family of a talented young singer with the world at her feet says she took her life because three months of coronavirus life onto her felt like 300 years. I thought the title headline said 3,000 years. <laughs> Beth Palmer, 17, was studying to be a vocal artist and had a growing reputation as a talented singer. But her family says she became obsessed that the current clampdown on everyday life would never end. Well, you must have patience, Beth. You must have patience. I bet, her, I bet all her songs about death, <laughs> death, death, and, and and other related stuff, death and disease. All right, that's probably what her. Oh, I got to turn this video off. It's distracting. So. The student was found dead at her home just days after the country was put into lockdown because of the COVID-19 outbreak. She should have wrote songs about her misery. Her devastated family say there was no indication she was struggling with her mental health other than she'd expressed sadness and frustration about not being able to see friends or to go to college. She's actually better off not going to college. Pretty smile. Beth's father, another typo in this article, Bath, they spell Beth, B-A-T-H. Beth's father, Mike Palmer, said, I have no doubt the lockdown has played a major part in Beth's death. She couldn't finish college. She couldn't go out and see her friends. She felt as though this three-month lockdown was to her 300 years. So, wow. Could it be that socialist entitlement mentalism, mentality had a contributing factor here. The fact that socialism promises everything and delivers nothing. And so feminists expect to be corporate executives, even though they don't know anything about business. Could that have played a role in her suicide? Socialism? It's very likely. This three-month lockdown, I think, became an extreme, almost obsessive obsession that it was never going to end. Three months is a very short time, folks. <laughs> three months is a very short time. Beth was a student at Access Creative College in Manchester and was gaining a, a reputation as a talent singer and musician, regularly performing at local clubs. So she did have the world at her feet. So what's, what's causing her mental depression? I would say a lot of it has to do with the degeneracy of society itself, liberal society. What is there to be positive about when all around you the world is filled with liberal idiots, useful idiots, as uh, Lenin calls them, with nothing but exploitation and uh, you know, child molestation, child kidnapping, child trafficking, Degeneracy and entertainment. I mean, wow. You, know, you look around you, the world is a mad world and a sad world. The normal materialistic world is mad and sad. That could probably have fed into it as well. 
Mike and Beth's mother, Helen, are struggling to come to terms with the tragedy that took place at the end of March as the country lived through its first week of lockdown. So it was only after one week. Only after one week of lockdown. Truly tragic. So, but you can never, you can never figure a person's mental attitude. And some people are prone to suicide. So I feel sorry for Beth and Beth's family, but she had too much to live for to take her own life. It's a really sad story. So let's get back to uh, the the other story of uh, uh, the governor of Georgia. Positive, trying to bring some positive news to the story here today. Two, two good reports, one from South Dakota, one from Georgia, where people are being put back to work. So ho- hopefully this catches. <laughs> hopefully this trend is catching, right? Okay. So after initially being encouraging to Governor Kemp, then Trump, turned his tail and started criticizing Governor Kemp. What's going on in this guy's mind? I told the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, that I disagree strongly with his decision to open certain facilities, Trump said. But at the same time, he must do what he thinks is right. Okay, why don't you just let him run his own state? When asked for his response to Trump's criticism, Kemp told reporters Friday he thought Trump has been doing a great job with the coronavirus response. We've been working. Actually, he's taking Trump's. <laughs> it's great people. We have great people. They're wonderful people. Geniuses. We've been working with him the whole time. We've laid our plan out to meet the phase one criteria. I think it's the right move at the right time, and I appreciate all they're doing for us. Kemp said. Several other states have taken steps towards easing restrictions besides Oklahoma where personal care businesses were allowed to open for appointments Friday. Retail stores in Texas were able to use delivery and curbside service beginning Friday. Alaska will also allow salons and restaurants to open in many areas though restaurants must keep distance between tables and can't exceed 25% of their normal capacity. At least people will start going back to work. And they can pay their bills and keep their apartments and keep their homes and not get foreclosed upon. That's an interesting story. Have foreclosures increased during the lockdown? No big news about that. I know that home sales have dropped. Very, very slow business. Okay, so foreclosure rate, uh, rate, a quick look at it. In 42% of local markets, foreclosure starts increased from the same time period in 2018. Okay, so this is a long-term trend. It's only going to August 2019. Come on, give me some up-to-date data here. Okay, so January 22, 2020, you'd think there would be some up-to-date articles in the search. So January 2020, that's pretty much when the coronavirus fake-edemic started. 
Okay, foreclosure starts increased in 14 states in 2019, including Rhode Island. Now, of course, it was foreclosures that precipitated the 20, 2008 crash. Over The whole industry got overextended by lending money to people who were high risk anyway. But again, you know that these stock market investors, they can make money off of other people's failures. And so with that being a part of the stock market business, you can, you can bet that a lot of foreclosures will happen by stock market investing. That's just the way it is. It's a, it's a horrible business to get involved in, to betting on other people's failures to make money. This is what we are dealing with, and of course, the stock market is a scam. The stock market is a total scam. So we're seeing a, if nothing else, the the people should understand that the stock market is rigged. But this is what the Rothschilds are trying to avoid. Another bad, uh, bad blow <laughs> to the face of the stock market. Because they have to keep consumer confidence going for, to create the next bubble. <laughs> I'm looking at a, at a cartoon here. Uh, that screaming uh, liberal, uh, that uh, girl with the glasses with her mouth agape when Trump got elected, she was in total agony. Well, she's a patient in a hospital, and the, the nurses say to her, the good news is that hydroxychloroquine should save your life from the COVID-19. The bad news is that you will be proving President Trump is right about hydrochloroquine and uh, quinine. Quinine, the anti-malaria drug, you can get it from Schweppes quinine water. Just go down to your local. I love the stuff. Uh, I think it tastes great. You, know, you have to add a little sweetener because uh, quinine is very bitter. But you can uh, you can just do that and uh, get some free meds. <laughs> okay, so a very sad story from Britain. And uh, nevertheless, the, the sidebars at uh, the Daily Mail are all fluff, fluff pieces. And uh, marriages and divorces and baby bumps. That's what the Daily Mail <laughs> stock and trade is, baby bumps. And gossip. Oh, man, is it loaded with gossip. Okay. All right, I'm going to switch to snippets and snappets. Snippets and slappets, sorry. Here again, we have a conflict. The search bar says snippets and snappets, but the website is snippets and slappets, blogspot. And they've got some really good cartoons here. That are worth that are worth reading. This is uh, peanuts. Uh, Charlie Brown is uh, from behind. You're looking at Charlie Brown and the dog. I forget the dog's name. 
uh, and Charlie says, Someday we will all die, Snoopy. Snoopy says, True, but on all other days we will not. <laughs> Look at the bright side of things. Okay. You and I are still here. So, <laughs> there's a cartoon of a Grubhub delivery guy <laughs> in a face mask and an automatic weapon delivering to a a conning tower. <laughs> right? Okay. The whole business is good. Okay, here's the uh, dictator of North Korea saying, If I die, I want Hillary to get all my pantsuits. Herd immunity. If there had been no intervention, the epidemic would have been over like every other respiratory disease epidemic, says Dr. Knut M. Witkowski, who has been modeling epidemics for 35 years. The virus should have been allowed to spread among healthy children and young people who generally don't even experience symptoms. Yes, and they would have developed immunity, wouldn't they? The entire population could have achieved herd immunity in two weeks, according to Dr. Knut M. Witkowski. Expert epidemiologists said only elderly and at-risk individuals should have been isolated until herd immunity was reached. You know, the flu comes and goes every year. It comes and goes every year. And this is no worse. In fact, it's much less severe than any flu in recent history. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and here's a nice cartoon. The sun also kills viruses. <laughs> yes, it does. Get out and get some sun. It's vitamin D. Victory. Kentucky lawmakers override Democrat governor's veto of the voter ID bill. Okay, um, this is a veto of the voter. Let me see. Voters will be required to show a photo ID when voting. Oh, okay, so the Democratic governor didn't want illegal aliens to have to have a photo ID. That's what that's about. Starting with the November election. No wonder he voted, vetoed the voter ID bill. Here's a good one from Harry Truman. America was not built on fear. America was built on courage imagination, and an unbeatable determination to do the job at hand. What happened to that spirit? That's the pioneer spirit. If you think Q and Trump with the white hats are taking out the black hats, then you don't understand Freemasonry or the occult, and you need to pull your head out of your you-know-what. Oh, here's an interesting one on Ayn Rand. Anne Rand, gateway drug to heartlessness. She was addicted to meth. She was a sociopath who lionized a child killer, William Hickman. She thought the atomic bomb's ability to incinerate entire cities was, quote, an eloquent example of an argument for and tribute to free enterprise, unquote. No, it was an argument or example of Judaism. She was a childless Atheist. She was also a Jew. Charles Koch pushes her book Atlas Shrugged into schools. 
Paul Ryan makes his staff read her books. She died on welfare, communist to the bitter end. Although she was a lifelong criticism of communism, she was a welfare recipient and a cynic. Oh, final note here. She was also at one time mistress to Philip Rothschild, who published her writings. Meanwhile in Canada, lunch with the Prime Minister starring Justin Trudeau. And uh, the wife says to the husband, apparently this is on a TV screen, CBC. These reality shows are so darn addictive. How about infectious? (laughs) Infectious. Here's one with Trudeau. Criminals prefer unarmed victims. Tyrants prefer unarmed citizens. That's a good one. Cartoon about Canada. Ontario is taking immediate action on nursing homes. Yeah, they're going out of business. Well, the the globalists are certainly hoping that the gun owners of America will lose heart. But I don't think they will. Here's a good one on the ADL. The ADL uh, figure wearing a communist red symbol on his head. We'll do the thinking for you. So, folks, there is still truth out there. You just have to search for it. Uh, Mark's checking in on his progress. Viewing it to Karl's communist capitalist con job to destroy the middle class and enrich the elite few. Yes, communism destroys the middle class. The poor are turned into slaves. What's left of the middle class turned into poor, and then ultimately slaves. While the rich... uh, get rich off slave labor or stay rich off of slave labor that's what that's about quote capitalist production therefore develops technology and the combining together of various processes into a social whole only by sapping the original sources of all wealth the soil and the laborer well doesn't communism do the same So, folks, we are all victims of propaganda, Jewish propaganda. Here's one about CNN with a picture of Joe Biden. CNN published more than 700 stories on allegations against Kavanaugh. They haven't published a single one on Biden's accuser, blatant double, or Biden's, uh, uh, you know, conflict of interest with his son in uh, in both China and the Ukraine. <laughs> Here's a good one with Joe Biden. Good news, sir. Sanders just endorsed you. Biden says, great. I love his chicken. So there is still humor out there in the midst of this fake-edemic. Oh, ha, <laughs> I just noticed in the cartoon, Sleazy Joe is groping a little girl. Man, if that creature becomes our president, wow. 
Wow, wow. So, folks, we are in the midst of an epidemic of lies. An epidemic of lies is where we're at. So, you can see that the divide, the political divide, is starting to turn in the favor of free enterprise. And free enterprise has always won. Even even Bolshevism lost out to, in, in Russia, lost out to free enterprise. And the, the fact of the matter is, even under the strictest Bolshevik rule, with terror, with people being dragged out of their homes in the middle of the night and tortured because they failed to observe the communist brutal dictatorship, the black market thrived. The black market always thrives where the government is dishonest because you have dishonest politicians stealing from the government and selling stuff on the black market. That is a fact of life, folks. That always happens. And there's nothing you can do about it. So we're, we're living in a, an, hopefully an era where people begin to understand that big government is the problem not the solution. Big government, as, as the quote from Ronald Reagan that I start these shows with, big government is the problem, not the solution. Okay. All right. Now, a, a, little, a little item here about Bill Gates. And uh, Bill Gates is hoping to capitalize on body biometrics, for lack of a better term. Anyway, this is kind of a strange story, but you know they're they're computerizing everything. Oh yeah, interesting. The uh, the so-called patent or registration number is W O two O two O zero six O six O six. That's actually a zip code of downtown Chicago, six O six O six. But uh, a sneaky way of presenting six 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 in here. Title: Cryptocurrency system using body activity data. So when they finally microchip you or inject nanobots into your body, which actually can read data and transmit data using 5G technology to the beast computer in Belgium and to your local police department, or I should say Bolshevik headquarters. This is what Bill Gates has in, uh, in store for you. So the cryptocurrency system... Now, of course, you know they're they're calling it cryptocurrency. But if the bankers create a cryptocurrency, they're they're going to have total control of it, and they will use it to track you. So it's really not cryptocurrency. They're just, they're just calling it again. They're using fake names for what they do. Okay, so there's a, a communications network. Uh, a user device and a sensor on the user. Now, at present, your device, your cell phone, 
and your laptop and your home computer if it's connected to the internet depending on how secure it is the you know people are putting cookies on your computer all the time to get data from you bill gates invented this system basically it's a spy system windows is a spy system he created windows with back doors for advertisers that's where you get all your pop-up ads from. Bill, you have Bill Gates to thank for that. Now he is developing a system where your body is going to be used for data collection. <laughs> okay? Are you getting what I'm saying, folks? Your body is going to be used for data collection. And uh, Swamp Fox puts in the chat room, Certificate of Vaccination Identification 2019, otherwise known as COVID-19. Yeah, the end game of all of this is mandatory vaccination. So, your body will be cheeping and chirping, <laughs> right? <laughs> your body will be cheeping and chirping data constantly. And how much will all this data transmission process cook you with microwave radiation? Folks, you're going to get cooked. I wonder if there's a science fiction movie that, that, uh, that talks about people getting cooked by ra radiation in the future. We, we had uh, all kinds of science fiction stories about how the food will will kill people how uh ice could uh freeze before uh before 32 degrees and uh and turn a whole planet into a block of solid ice <laughs> killing everything we've had all kinds of science science fiction scenarios but i haven't heard of one that says we're all going to get cooked by microwaves but folks, that's what they have in store for us. And but they'll be able to control the oven with 5G by triangulation. Because every what is it, every thousand feet there'll be another 5G um, tower, and the lampposts will be integrated accordingly, so they can triangu triangulate the position of any person on the planet that has either a cell phone on the body or in the pocket or has the microchip in the body. So they will be able to track you and locate you anytime they please. So if they decide, decide to zap you, all they have to do is triangulate and energize the triangulation system and they can kill you instantly with the system that they're setting up. But you're still in favor of 5G. That's what they plan to do with all this stuff, folks. Abstract. And applicants. Microsoft Technology Licensing, LLC. Address, 1 Microsoft Way, Redmond, Washington, 
980-52-6399. Inventors, Dustin Abramson, Derek Fu, Joseph Edwin Johnson. Agents, to show you how global this thing is, although most of these people claim residency in the United States, but just listen to the name, to the names of these people. Sandip S. Minas, M-I-N-H-A-S. We Chen Nicholas Chen. Rihanna L. Hinojosa. Danielle J. Holmes. Cassandra Swain. Thomas Wong. Daniel Choi. William C. Huang. Stephen White, as in the Isle of Wight. Aaron Chatterjee. That sounds Indian. John S. Jardine. Micah P. Goldsmith. Kimberly Tran. And Edgar Perez. So you see you got a transnational, <laughs> multi-culti group here. How many of these people are computer programmings, uh, programmers? I don't know. They're probably just sales agents. So, abstract. Human body activity associated with a task provided to a user may be used in a mining process of a cryptocurrency system. Now, we all know, I mean, those of us who have studied the mark of the beast, with the implant on the back of your hand and a microchip placed in your forehead, that the microelectricity created in your body can be used to power the microchip. But these things can leak and cause uh, sores, lesions. That's one of the drawbacks. I don't know whether they've perfected that or not. But they can use your body as the power source for the microchip. So that's what they're doing here. Not just as a power source, but to mine data using your body. A server may provide a task to a device of a user which is communicatively coupled to the server. I would say biocommunicatively coupled. A sensor communicatively coupled or to, to or compromised in the device of the user may sense body activity of the user. Okay, well, what do you mean may? That's the plan. Will sense body activity of the user. Body activity data may be generated based on the sensed body activity of the user. In other words, Bill Gates will know when you're going to the bathroom, <laughs> when you are uh, cheating on your wife, uh, gambling, using dope. Are you getting the picture? Are you getting the picture? Let me repeat this sentence here. Body activity data may be generated based on the sensed body activity of the user. This is an addition to the external 5G system, otherwise known as the Internet of Things, where the whole planet is one big microwave oven data transmission machine, bio machine. 
The cryptocurrency system communicatively coupled to the device of the user may verify if the body activity data satisfies one or more conditions set by the cryptocurrency system. So it's tying it to a cryptocurrency system, uh, stressing the economic activity of the user. But it's telling me that they'll be able to sense what you're doing, not just buying or selling, but what you're actually doing. Forget privacy, folks. And award cryptocurrency to the user whose body activity data is verified. Okay, what is this? Uh, pheromones? Award cryptocurrency. So, if you spy on your neighborhood, uh, yeah, well, your neighbor and your neighborhood, will you get rewarded with cryptocurrency? <laughs> What is this world coming to? It's beginning more and more bizarre. More and more bizarre. So, well, it's time for us to stand up and be counted, folks. There are many MDs out there taking a stand, risking their lives and jobs to expose the scam that COVID-19 is. It's a total scam. And we are seeing, unfortunately, the vast majority of the population taking this stuff seriously out of their good nature or out of fear. They just don't want to be an offensive person by not wearing a mask and not social distancing, thinking they're doing the right thing. Well, others are just doing it out of fear. Some people are doing it because they work for the government and want to set an example for the comrades, for the communists who don't know they're communists. That means the slave economy, the slave economy that is in step and in force as we speak. So, folks... All of us have a lot of thinking to do. How we are going to respond to this total power grab of the international banksters and their socialist lockstep puppets. Primarily in the Democratic Party, but there's lots of them in the Republican Party too. Folks, it's not going to get any better soon. So start preparing for the worst. We are seeing the end times prophecy of the Bible being fulfilled in our lives right here, right now. Thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh, pass the ammunition, and be ready. Thanks for listening. Yahweh bless. Free people will never remain free. If they are not willing, if need be, to fight for their vital interests. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Praise Yahweh and pass the ammunition. The Restoration Hour with Pastor Eli James.